time of the week again. Prepare yourself for the surveyors of saws, the sultans of spaghetti, the whispers in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What's Your Spaghetti Policy Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Jacob. Obviously, it's going to sound good. You would think after like 122 episodes, but there's always there's always a shot, always yeah, a chance. I'm sure that the, that like the audio will get messed up somehow <laughs> because I said something about it. Probably. Man, you know what I was thinking about earlier today? What's that? Assholes are universal. Okay. Everybody has an asshole. Okay, I thought right? you were saying that everybody deals with assholes, but yes. A- absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, assholes is such a universal thing, right? Because it's like everybody has an asshole. Every Everybody deals with assholes. Everybody either, like, you know, is full almost of every, shit. Almost every creature has an asshole. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It connects everything. Well, yeah. Right? Now, granted, there are, you know, exceptions. Uh, obviously, somebody's going to be like, well, there's, all, there's like 1% of the human beings who aren't born with assholes. There's like, an well, amoeba that doesn't... It doesn't have any secretions through its anus. Yeah, and I'm sure that's that's probably a thing. But generally speaking, everything has an asshole, you know. So I'm, it's just really comforting knowing that we're all connected via our asshole. So like a human centipede. We are a giant centipede, <laughs> giant human animal. That's because everybody earthly con- centipede. Everybody consumes. Everybody. Everything consumes, and I. I, I mean it's. Because you start picking apart, plants don't have assholes. Technically. Do they? I'm sure they do somewhere. <laughs> or, didn't you marry a botanist? Yeah, I'm sure she'll be listening to this and be like, no, plants don't have assholes. And I'll be like, are you sure? There's nowhere that they excrete something? Well, because they don't, they just consume. What would you consider an asshole? Is it like just something that excretes bodily waste? Well, I mean. Does it have to be like poop? <laughs> well, poop? that's waste. Yeah, so it's bodily waste, or just any well, kind of waste. So if anything, if anything has a hole that excretes waste, would that be considered an asshole? Um, I mean, maybe the scientific definition means you need an anus of some sort. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, I'm just saying. What if you don't have a digestive system? I still feel like you're excreting. You're excreting the stuff that you don't need somewhere. Because those things, what are those fucking microscopic, like, bear-looking things? Um, oh, the, yeah, like, oh, man, I think that's something, they called something like mini bears. It starts like with, like, a T, right? Like a T-bear. Yeah, d- that might be, yeah. It's I like know. the I don't know. But, like, do they do they have? They have a mouth. So they're eating. <laughs> they're they're eating if you're something. eating, you're shitting, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. I just thought it was pretty comforting, knowing that. Everything on the planet is probably connected through an asshole. So of some sort, yeah. Yep. You think plants deal with like asshole plants? Oh, hundred percent, probably. I mean, you gotta think because there's weeds, right? Well, there's not. <laughs> there's like the so weeds we are like the weeds, they're like the fucking derelicts. They're the ne'er do wells of, well, like, the, of the plant the world. They're so right? like bad is because they suck the nutrients and like life out of other. They're plants. bullies. Yeah, they're assholes. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a like a invasive species kudzu is like the big oh, 100%. bully dude it's so bad around here like like you can't even get rid of it yeah no that's do you have thing. to burn it is that what you have to do no, uh, the, you can't get rid of it like i think you it's, have to like, so it's like herpes roots. yeah forever. pretty much <laughs> kudzu and, is like, the herpes looks, of the plant world it looks pretty i'll give it that does like, it? it it looks great like it's very vine vine like it's covering everything you know it's it's what i imagine the world would look like if the apocalypse happened and it took over well there has to be a way to like get rid of it there has to be Goats. a way or there, or it would be, it would have taken over the entire so planet by now. Goats and uh, kudzu beetles, they eat it, uh, but then they're a menace of their own. So, yeah, I mean that's, I mean you, I assume that, that's humans as well, right? Like there's some good parts of humans, but they're also like a menace to the planet. Yeah, they suck the planet dry <laughs> and then don't do anything to save it. But well, you know, we're here. How are you feeling, buddy? Um, I'm all right. As you can tell, probably by now, my throat is like all right. I'm trying not to cough. So. <laughs> did you? What'd you do last night? Uh, nothing. I just went to bed. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm coughing on mics. That way, I'm being professional. Um, we went to a metal show, bro. Yes. So sick. I had a lot of fun. It was actually like I was obviously, you know, being a person with anxiety and like you know, introvert and 
I'm like fine until it's the day of, and then I'm like, oh shit, this is like coming up, and like, like this oh, is now a, I gotta go, and it's like, yeah. okay, I gotta get ready. Gotta You're get like, ready. I've committed, I've yeah. gotta go. But you this, sent me a message. It was on like yesterday. You were just like, well, I guess we're going to that thing, and I'm like, please be less excited. It's <laughs> like, I guess we gotta go now. <laughs> and so, I am the exact. I'm not the exact opposite, but in I I think in the same way as you do, where I don't get excited about things until the day of. Yeah. Right, and it drives Christina nuts because, like, six months out, she's like, "We're going on vacation." I'm like, yeah. "Hell yeah!" Like, and I'm she's like, like yeah. "Can you be less excited?" Yeah, right. <laughs> but like the day of, and she brought up a good point too. We were talking about it for something that we did or we were doing. Uh, I think it was when we went to the football <laughs> game in Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago or fucking month ago, however long ago that was. And like, I I wasn't excited for various reasons, but um, just in general, like, she was like, "I think it stems from like being disappointed a lot as a kid." And I was like, yeah, maybe. Because, like, I would get my hopes up for things. And oh, then, yeah, like, they, would, they wouldn't happen. Through, yeah. And so, like, as time has went on, I just don't get excited about things. Because as you can, as you yeah. have known me, I have the Osborne curse. So, it's always, I'm always waiting for the rug to be pulled out, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I so, I'm always waiting for, from. like, okay, but what's going to go wrong? So, yeah. And or, that, like, wh- why are you going to cancel this? I thing? know that's, like, a terrible, like, I don't know. It's a terrible way to live. But, like, it's fine. It works. Like, I, again, I get, I get, you know, pigeonholed into being like a negative Nancy, and that's not what it is. It's just you're more like a pessimistic Perry. I'm a realist, is how I like to look you're at. You're a realistic. Realist. I look at the situations realistically. I don't have any optimism, nor do I have pessimism. I just I, sometimes I have both. Sometimes I have neither. I just okay. kind of like mix them in between. Anyways. Um, so we went to a metal show. Yeah. It was alien weaponry. Um, it was <coughs> knocked loose yes. and Gojira, three different uh, genres of metal. My only complaint, okay, is that it were there were seats, so you didn't like you experienced a show, but you didn't experience like a metal show. Like we stood the whole time though, so I feel like I mean basically, yeah, but you weren't like you didn't. There was not a lot of energy because you couldn't. I was I was pushed by the guy behind us. That dude twice. was that guy was about to fall on your shoulder. Hundred percent. Shelby heard him say, uh, "Dude, are you still high?" So I'm pretty sure they were on something. Bro, as well they were blitzed like, when they, they were got there. To shit too, and then like, shout out to my buddy Phil, who I went to high school with. Yes, Phil, you look great in yeah. that shirt. Nice yeah, you meeting do, you as well. Very nice um, guy. One of my best friends in high school, and I hadn't seen him in years. Um, and we were watching him like five rows up, and then bro, he was just like looking down, like. Is this my seat? And like he could barely walk to the yeah. fucking like. He I was, was so hopeful that he was gonna sit down there too. I was like, just fuck it, dude. Just sit I didn't down know there. he was behind us. It's, but that's my luck though. Okay, you know you have the Osborne <laughs> curse. I always have the curse of it's like everything's going great, and then there's just this minor inconvenience of like somebody being a dipshit. Like, yeah. Just. I mean, he never bothered us. He was just like when by the time Knocked Loose was done and Gojira was fixing to play, he was just like he was fucking groggy. It was like. One hit, man, and he one little push, and he would have fallen. And oh yeah, and that's the thing too is like, I was thinking about like, okay, well, what happens if but like, like did you ever Shelby see? And like, we you have never to, saw him like when he was behind you. He was like had his head. No, down. I know. I turned around several times where it's like and like his eyes. Were yeah, and he was like leaning over the seat, and I'm like, dude, just fucking move down a row or two, dude. <laughs> just fucking die. <laughs> yeah, just go away, please, forever. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it was like three very different genres of music. Again, it was a great show. Light show was on point, but it's the second metal show I've been to that has had seating because typically when you go to a metal show, it's in a fucking like hangar or a warehouse or yeah. a club and you pay a, you pay the door fee and that's it. There's no seats. You just fucking, it's crowd and you feel the fucking energy. And that's, that's what the metal, that's like the metal show is like just the energy and people thrashing and dancing and moshing and just headbanging and jumping and doing all that shit because it's, it's a form of release. Like, yeah. that's what the music is. Aggressive music is a form of release. Well, they had that there. They were up front. I mean, they yeah, were, but that was like... They were pushing each other. They were headbanging. They were I feel like there is some sort of weird... Like, I was telling you guys, the last show that I went to in what was the big, like, venue here, it was originally the Valerium, and then it, like, got renamed to the International, and, like, I went and saw a show there where they were like, you can't, you can't mosh here. And, like, the band was pissed, and, like, it turned out to be, like, this whole ordinance where, like... 
if there's more than 50 people, you like, I don't, it was You could definitely tell that they were trying not to let people, like, mosh too hard there. Or, like, uh, yeah, but it's also up front, like, you know, I don't know. It is. But there were times where it's like, even I could admit that that beat was just too fucking sick. And those yeah. guys were going to push each other down. Like, it so, was, like, sick as hell. I had, I was aware of alien weaponry, but I don't know if it was the fucking haka chants at the very beginning, because they're from New Zealand, and they're they're all, like, they all speak native they yeah. a lot of their songs use the native tongue a lot of like tribalism and stuff like that if you've ever watched new zealand rugby or football or whatever you know that they do those haka chants and they're fucking like entranced. they're so intimidating they're too, intimidating yeah. they're entrancing they're cool as shit and so that's how they start their they fucking set boiling and, and it's three of them and they make a lot of noise for three dudes yeah and well, to be fair, they had the the mic, they had the speakers turned up to like twenty three. So well, yeah, it's it's a metal show. It's supposed to be loud, Jacob. Yeah, and uh, a little bit too loud. I asked them to turn it down. They laughed <laughs> me off the stage. And um, so like that got me, I got my blood going because I was like, oh, it just felt nice to see live music again. That's fair, yeah, knocked loose was whatever. Um, you know, they had a bunch of breakdowns. I I don't like that style of screaming i was talking to shelby on the way out and i was like i kept finding myself laughing whenever they were they were yeah. playing because it was like it gave me very like screamo vibes and yes. not so much metal vibes where it's like was well, hardcore and granted granted he they did a phenomenal job i don't want to and i know that it's hard out there for us guys who don't have the baritone voices <laughs> but he just did not have the octave that goes low enough to like really get you into the metal mood. And it was just, it felt to me like it was very high schooler kind of emo ish trying to be a screamo kind of band. And it was like, I'm not, but that's, I don't want I'm not like profiling or trying sure. to say he did a bad job. He did phenomenal. They were I don't. So not to delve into like the history of subgenres of music, but hard. That's what hardcore is. Okay. okay? It's breakdowns and then like screaming. Parkway is what is called metalcore, so they take the non-screaming and a little bit of like deeper mixed with breakdowns, and then you have deathcore, which is death metal mixed in with hardcore, where you have the breakdowns, but it's like <gasps> like okay. that. Okay, so yeah. there's that's such subtleties. So yes, so that's you know, and technically, Alien Weaponry would be considered a thrash band, um, and so you know, I, I like the breakdowns of oh, yeah. Knocked Loose. But I mean, I was there for. They're Go from Kentucky. That yeah, was I was like, uh, Owensboro, I think. And so, but I mean, I was there for Gojira. That was number four for me on seeing Gojira, and they're just they're so good. Their light show was on point. I love the lights. That's you, were like, like, you were just like you were like you were just like <laughs> you know I don't even need the music. Like I was just yeah. I was like like I like the shiny lights. Yeah, Those are I nice. still want to take you to like a show show like. Like like a fucking like underground. It's twenty five dollars and to get in. You I'm a see little five bit upset bands. that like not a single one of those bands had any kind of like reference to anime whatsoever. Except for the first band, I did notice that their bass drum. Yeah, I don't think that it was Pride from Full Metal Alchemist. It's not, but I think it was inspired by Pride from Full Probably. Metal Alchemist because it's the it was front like, of it's their album cover. If you guys have seen Full Metal Alchemist, it's Pride where he's like in his final form, not the kid form, where he's like the mouths and the eyes and shit. And yeah. like, it looks pretty hell. It's, it's cool as hell. Yeah, uh, but not a single anime reference, and I'm a little bit upset about it, but it's fine. It's whatever. I figured they were a bunch of nerds like I was, but that's fine. I mean. Gojira and Alien Weaponry are all about saving the planet. So I think my like pointer to them would be like, why don't like because uh, uh, Alien Weaponry's video for their the Haka yeah that they did the very first song or whatever it would have been great having that video playing in the back or like on a projector screen in the background of like you also got to understand but then you got the lights so their guess, budget yeah. though that's fair too yeah so and that's the thing is they they probably Gojira had the the projector and they well were they like, were also we're they it, were so. the headliners. So they're they're footing. Go hard. Go bigger. Go go bigger. Go home. They're there. They're there taking in the biggest portion of the pot. You know, alien weaponry is there for exposure, basically. So I mean, it's just how it works. So how was your overall experience? Overall experience. You left uh, with. So typically the way you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. So encore is typically where I was pretty on point though about what I said. Yeah, I, was I like, didn't. I I was wondering if there was going to be an encore because like. I got the feeling that the energy was kind of like settling out a little bit and there There's was a few people encore. leaving and it was like, I was like, okay, well maybe they aren't doing it's one It's typically two I stayed songs. around, you know, I stuck for one encore song. I was surprised it was five songs. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been 1030 before we were leaving. It was. That was like what time we wanted to be home by. So Yeah, well, 
I mean, it was it was on a Tuesday night. You know, that's a, yeah, but it was a phenomenal. It was like it's a great show. Like I, I mean, I'm in, I'm on. What was like, your one complaint? You said my one complaint was, you know how at operas, right? They mm-hmm. have the little running uh, text down at the bottom to let you know what's going on in the song. Uh, that they're singing or they're no, performing. Never, I've never seen an opera. Okay, well, in operas, generally speaking, like the hired out operas will have like uh, subtitles basically mm-hmm. for the performance. I think they should have that in the metal shows, so I know what the fuck's going on and what they're saying. There are very few people that go into these shows completely blind like you do, though. Okay, that's fair. But I had I was googling lyrics to one of the songs. Here's the, the flying whales. That's it's pretty sick, dude. I love that song so much. I just think it would be an improvement. It would be a good that way. Everybody's like, oh hey, and even then you could bring your deaf friends, right? I'm sure that they still go. Or well, they have yeah, the deaf friends. They could they could read it as they have go. You ever along. seen a you ever seen a um a translator at a, yeah at a no 100 percent they, yeah. they go hard yeah, too yeah. man they're just like the one, especially the ones with the rap shows like I've seen yeah. multiple videos yeah. it's like hell yeah dude. I mean you know, that, they, they love I the get shit it. out of it like the hell I, I mean that that thing. would be cool but again it's also budget too yeah it's you know. budgetary and it's just like. Like I want to know like, how they program the light shows, dude. That's like it was, because the way that the, the my favorite thing is like whenever the drummer, which takes a, an, a massive amount of coordination on his part, Goodyear, all of them really, okay. because they all so had Mario. set. They all had sets where when they played the songs, they would get to the, like the the drum part, and it would like the lights would go with the drum. It's all programmed. And I'm just like, dude, that's fucking yeah, it was dope. Hell yeah, that's sick as hell. Yeah, it was. I mean, they're just they're incredible. It's just it's. I can't wait to go to another one. I was already tell, asking Shelby if you, she wanted to go to another one. We're like, I don't think yeah, that's good. See, part of the problem. Is that where we live? There used to be a pretty big metal scene again because we had venues that people could go yeah. to. So whatever happened, whatever legislation got passed in the city, yada yada, blah blah blah. So Whitechapel is from here. They're all from yeah, here. that's right. The big so they're you know, and they're <laughs> the big proponents of like you know, like helping local bands and stuff because they're the big metal export out yeah. of the city. Um, but. They play a show every year at uh, the Mill and Mine. They used to play it at you know the Valerium or whatever. Valerium. The Mill and Mine, I'm pretty sure, it's like standing room only. Yes. As well, so yeah, the International was standing room only, but it it also doesn't exist. It's just a fucking dilapidated building at this point. Um, but at the Mill and Mine, they do a sh- they do a show around Christmas. You bring in toys and for toys for tots, and then that's how that you don't have to pay to get in. It's like yeah. a charity show, which is is really cool. But like. You know, you used to be, you could go to the Envy nightclub for a while and it was just like, okay, but like the, the problem is, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of shows that come around here anymore. It's very, even like it's pre-COVID. A very, quick, like very quickly dying. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just younger crowds. Cause I mean, a lot of the people in the crowd were older than us. Yeah. There was nobody around us that was like that. Well, that, well, there, there was, were, there were younger kids, but there was a girl that was probably no older than 12 that came in. Oh yeah, that's right. And there was a whole family. And like, I was, it was just like, like, hell yeah. But like no I, ear, no ear protection, but I, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> I had to wear it. I don't care you who you can, whoever, whoever's out there like, you know, rolling their eyes. I put ear protection in because it's like it's fun. I got through the Were first set without it, and I was like, after the first set, and I my hearing was already numbing a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna put it in for the rest. of the <laughs> My uh, my ears are still ringing. That's what, I don't I don't mind it. I, that's the thing is like, as long as you're enjoying it, mm-hmm. there's you just be able to enjoy it. Like it, it, whatever you want to do, you know, you want to stick your fingers in your ears. You want to, you know, that's un- that's uncomfortable for that. Yeah, that I know. Long. That's what I was like. I was <laughs> just like, like I, I'm glad I got uh, ear, uh, I'm glad I got earplugs. Okay. Um. I, I was surprised that you didn't buy a shirt because it's like a rite of passage, man. Shelby did. Shelby I know, won. but you didn't. Uh, you know, Just I to like, like commemorate money. your first show. We did. Shelby I can't believe that that's your first concert literally ever. Yeah, it was literally my very first concert ever. It blows my mind. I just, I'm not a big... Do you I know? think it was perfect because it was like, there it was it, there was a solid like two, three, four hundred people there. Uh, Well, when I left, man, they were just, they kept pouring out. I'm going to yeah. say... It I'm gonna say upwards to six hundred, six fifty. It wasn't like as much as an ice bears game, but it was like it was nice because there was still enough room to not feel like we were gonna catch something. Yeah, so. there was still there was people up top in the balcony yeah. too that you didn't see. But um do you know what my first concert ever was? Uh was it Parkway Drive? It was not. No, 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 no. Okay. Parkway Drive was not a band. Backstreet Boys? No. In sync. No. You start me as an in sync kind of person instead n- of a back. <laughs> I was always a backstreet boys. Neither. Okay, that's sure. That's during that say. during that time, I was way into rap. Uh, Eminem fan, got it. I was Eminem, Cypress Hill, Dr. Dre, like Beastie Boys. I was way into that when everyone else was in the in sync and Backstreet. My first concert was not a metal show, was not a rock show. It was fucking weird. Al Yankovic. Wow. Myrtle Beach. Remember him? He's 
He's still around. He's around. And then my second concert was Van Halen. And then every show after that was has been a metal show. Yeah. Or of some sort. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad you went. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, I'm glad you bail out. Yeah, I didn't. I stuck to it, bro. Now, I will say I was upset because I didn't get to go to Comic Con thing. But we literally woke up Saturday morning and like everybody was sick in the house. Yeah, like Quinn's ears were hurting. I already started having a cough. You know, still have it. I still have it. I will say, every there was a mandatory mask policy at the venue. Obviously, not everybody followed it. I hated it because I was burning up. Yeah. You and Shelby and Phil are all fucking sitting here in pants and the hoodies on, and I'm like in shorts, like sweating. I got yeah, I got about three quarters of the way through the show, and I was like, okay, it's starting to warm up a little bit. No more bodies in here. Let's get the yeah. I was the I was off. immediately okay, just like on. my jacket came off before the first show, before the first band even came on, because I was just dying. So, but yeah, solid, I mean, solid nine out of ten performance. So I was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I um I've been listening to Alien Weaponry today, just kind of listening. You know, it's back on the Gojira shit and stuff like that. By the way, my dog just stole your house shoes downstairs. Oh, no. <laughs> That's fine. It's she all got right. them. I mean, she, she likes house shoes, man. Bro, it's all right. Let her have them. That's okay. No, she she, Christina got She them. can she, have one. She, no, she you, know, just you just need one. Yeah, just have one. Uh, I one. did. I did go to Fanboy Expo. Um, uh, it was, I took Zoe. Just It was just me and Zoe. <laughs> she had a fucking blast. She loved it. I spent way too much money. Dude, yeah, you brought a stack of like uh, I didn't know when the stack was gonna end. You kept you kept, <laughs> you took a video of it. It was like so comic after comic. I, I I not to rehash, but for anyone who's newly listening to this, obviously I love Moon Knight, and I collected. I don't really collect single issues. I'm more of a trade guy, and I read stuff digitally. It's more of a space thing, and whatever. Um, but I have since started going back and recollecting old moon nights it's basically all i'm collecting is just moon nights because i know that when that show comes out everything's gonna go jump in value we'll see and we'll not see. not every issue but yeah. i mean like things that are two dollars are gonna start selling for four dollars things that are four dollars are gonna sell for like 650 and stuff like that um but and you know there's there's like maybe five or six like key key iconic issues that are going to skyrocket i know that the current run, issue number one, is on its third printing. Issue two and three are on their second printing. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a big deal, right? So anyways, I'll walk in. And as for all the trade paperbacks, for anybody who doesn't know. For you, I don't know, yeah. So basically what a trade paperback is, is it takes like a story. Mm-hmm. Like this first six issues, issues one through six. Boom, they put them together. You get it in a trade paperback. So instead of collecting the sing, like single issues, you get the full story. In a book. Okay. Got okay. Yeah, it's like I've, the, I've got a bunch of traits. Novels or so then, but it's you know, smaller. so the second one will be issues seven through 12, whatever. So there's been a ton of like releases for the original Moon Knight series, which was called Moon Knight, and they always kind of pack in Werewolf by Night 32, 33, and then, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. There is, however, or has never been a trade paperback of any form or there's there's basically no way right now outside of single issues to get the series Mark Spector Moon Knight which ran for 60 issues which is the longest that's a lot that's well that's the longest Moon Knight series that has ever been got gotcha. you weirdly enough there's only th- like three issues digitally on like the Comicsology Marvel app um and there are no trades so the only way to get them right now is through single issues so I ended up going to a couple of booths, and I basically didn't waste people's time. I was there for one specific reason. I'm like, "What do you have, Moon Knight?" There was a couple of people that had where like Werewolf by Night, Werewolf by Night graded, Werewolf by Night 32 graded, and like yeah. there was a guy that had it for less. Like the grade was like a 3.0, which is less than mine, and was double what I paid for mine because it, Good Lord, again, yeah. because it's going up and it's going to continue to go up. So I went around and I was just like, "Oh, every comic booth, I was just like, what Moon Knights do you have?" Yeah, and I was walk up Moon Knight question mark. I don't have any. Okay, not gonna waste your time. I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm leaving. And you know we hit a bunch of other booths too. And Zoe's like, oh, what this? You know, you know how four year olds are. Yeah. And uh, so then she got this one like the this one booth had like these tote bags, like you know you would have one that had uh, like uh, Iron Man or something on it or like Captain America, and it was a, a mystery bag, and it would have like 
it's it was ten dollars for like a like everything in the bag was themed with what was on the front of the bag. So she got a princess bag for ten bucks, and it was great because oh, I, I needed yeah. I needed a reason to, I needed something to carry all these comic books. Nice. <laughs> and so like it was you know I had a pencil and a bunch of like you know bullshit and stuff like that. But anyways, I ended up just like clearing out basically yeah. every Mark Spector Moon Knight that I found, and I'm pretty sure there was very few issues of moon knight left in the entire convention outside of things that were graded nice every every bit of but what's great is i didn't pay more than ten dollars for any of them i don't think i might have paid 15 for one but i don't i was like but i didn't pay like an exorbitant amount of money you know so but yeah i had a huge stack i was like bro this guy i saw like he but he had like a bunch he had like three complete arcs i was like oh shit like this is great and um, he ended up giving me 25% off because I was like, bro, you're going to like me. I was like, I'm taking all these. He's like, oh, he's like, hell yeah, I'll give you 25% off. And then he gave my daughter. He's like, are you coming tomorrow? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, here's a little like treat bag since oh. tomorrow's Halloween. Oh, okay, he gave cool. it to her. And he's, so that was cool. It was dope. We had a great time. It was fun. Um, are you all right over there? Are you going to make yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to make it for the episode. <laughs> I can't think about it or else I'll start coughing again. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. One of the – when I was younger – one mm-hmm. of the big things that you always saw on like TV and movies and, and all these things is like these kids that ran away. Man, <laughs> leave them alone, huh? Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. I mean, it's whatever. But I never, no matter how bad my, <coughs> things were, so sorry. I never, I never felt the urge to run away. Yeah. Did you? I don't want to talk about tell it. Tell me. Tell me about it. It was awkward. Yeah? How old were you? No, it was just like, I think I was like, you know, like 12 or 13. I think I was like 12 or 13 or something like that. Yeah. I was just being a dumb kid, doing dumb stuff. Did you run away? You know? I did for like an hour or two. <laughs> I went down the road and like hung out. So By yourself? Yeah, pretty much. So you just, did you pack up, like pack your shit? Uh, No. Because I didn't think about it. I was just like gone. So did you just, did you actually run away or was it just like, I'm going to go outside for an hour? I guess you could consider it running away. Cause I was, was your like, thought hey. process that you were going to run away. Yeah, pretty much. But why? I don't know. I was just being, did you know, have like, an, did you get I was being arc? a troubled teen is what it was. Well, you, if you're a 12, you're not a teenager. I was being a troubled preteen. Were you having problems with your parents? You know, just angst. Teenage, yeah. teenage preteen angst or whatever. Cause just being a miscreant. Yeah. Yeah. Was it just because they were telling you what to do and you were just like not having it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. It's an awkward time in my life. I'm trying to mentally block it. Yeah. Out, I so. just, I mean, if anyone ever thought like, like, I just, I think that it's like definitely one of those things that kids like think about, especially the ones that like have issues with their parents or whatever. And it's like, I had issues with my parents. You could run away, sure, but you're not going to get very far. Can't run away from your problems, Jacob. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, don't run away from your problems, kids. I don't know. Like, what about you? Did you ever, like... Nope. No, no. I don't know. I guess I never... I was... I guess I always had the, the foresight. It was like, well, it's not, like, the best, but it could always be way worse. And, like, you know, I don't know. I was ready to move out when I was, like, 16 years old, and I probably could have moved out when I was 16. Yeah. You know, I had a job. I don't know how well I would have done, but I mean, like when I was eight, I mean, I moved out when I was 18. So most kids our age, unless they went to college, did not move out when they're 18. Most yeah. kids don't move out when they're 18 now just because it's, you know. I mean, why would you? Honestly? Various like, reasons, but save I, money. I needed to leave. You know, that was the thing. Money. I needed to leave. I needed to get away. I needed to just be on my own. I That's needed, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. You know, needing to get out and whatever, but to be an adult. I don't know. You know, I was just being a dumb kid. Yeah, I, I just I've never met anyone, at least to my knowledge, that seriously considered running away as a kid. That's that's where I'll say I'll draw the line. I don't think I was like seriously going to run away because obviously like what am I going to do out there in the world? Because I know I know that people have r- like rough home lives. Like I yeah, understand that's hundred percent. That. Yeah, under, understand. I, that. I mean, I get all that, but I don't. I, I don't know. I just I I, I never. It just the I guess thought may, I guess never, it's a good thing where it's like at least you didn't have a bad home life to where you felt like you wanted to run my way. So depends on who you ask. I don't even think I had that bad of a home life. Is the thing is like it was just running away from your problems kind of thing and it's like you get in trouble and you're like i'm out of here see you bye and then it's like you, you hang out maybe it's because i was always surrounded by problems and i was I just guess, like this like, is what this I is normal really get shit. away from it it's gonna yeah, be it's here just like know? i just i'm just gonna sit here and like 
bask in this this putridness of yeah. problems and animosity and and all those things. But I don't know. Maybe it's it it's a, made me who I am. I guess I don't know. It was an awkward point in life. You know, was it? I just like was a kid who didn't know anything. I mean, I I think I mean that's that's fair. I mean, shit. Yeah. At what point did you realize? Okay, I know, I know what I want. I know, like, uh, <laughs> you still not there? Not there yet? No, that's the thing. Is like, I don't know. It's, I think I'm too old for that point where it's like I never, I was never the type of person who sat down and was like, like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's like, I don't think everybody has to do that. I think that I'm no. happy with where I am now. But it's like, you know, uh, I don't know. I didn't ever like sit down and say, Hey, where do I want to go? Like what do I want to do? I've always been just very reactionary. And so, you know, that's fair. I mean, that's a lot of people function yeah. that way. I have, what about I, you? I'm all, I mean, I've always aspired to be more than what I am and I've never let a job define me. Yeah. You know, it's like you get into conversations like, Oh, what do you do? And it's like, well, what I do and what I, what I make money at are two different things because I guess it just stems from the, the social predicate of like oh so you're an engineer no, well i just happen to be an engineer I, what i actually am is a, is a decent human being and a, a loving father or whatever you know what i'm yeah. saying so like I, i've never let to me a job has been a job i don't i don't work to i don't i don't what is it i don't live to work i work to live yeah a, a job is a means to an end to me it, it pays my bills it does whatever but like i'm i've I mean, talked about it i'm not fulfilled with what i do i don't know if there is anything outside of being completely financially um, supported by while also being creative, one hundred percent creative, and like doing something where that's writing, creating, whatever. That's probably the only thing that I feel like I would be, from a career standpoint, fulfilled. But then that also comes with the okay. Well, then you're gonna be, you know, you have to do all these things, blah blah blah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what the whole point of that was. What was what you? I don't me? know. I was thinking. You know, sometimes you just sit down and you say, "Hey, what do you want to do with your life?" Other I mean, there's times like, where I'm just like, "Ugh," you know. Maybe I should start looking <laughs> for a new job now or whatever. And then it's just like, Ugh. I'm very happy with my life right now. I mean, I'm I love. I, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 super stoked, man. Like I couldn't, it. I could not. I mean, obviously, there's always the the thought that oh, things could always improve because I think if you ever get to the point where nothing can be improved, then you know yeah how so I, get, I feel like i got really awkward i apologize my my job was weird uh -huh. i don't know it was very awkward as far as the, being a kid or whatever and like growing up and whatnot but. oh i mean i feel like all kids are awkward that's yeah. probably why i don't like them yeah that's fair <laughs> outside of my own oh man you know who's not gonna grow anymore who the family in the vasilla iowa house <laughs> that's a horrible segue i'm so sorry but i did a weekly weird on it Hey guys, this is weird. A little bit of a warning up top, this story is pretty brutal and involves murder. So for the spooky season weekly weird, I wanted to go with a really haunting story, and this one is based in reality. June 9th, 1912 in Villisca, Iowa, the Moore family, plus two because their daughter was having friends over, settled down for a night of sleep. But alas, none of them would wake up the next morning. On June 10th, a neighbor hanging laundry noticed that the Moore family hadn't shown signs of getting the day started by 7 a.m. that morning. Now, those of you shaking your heads, this is a common thing in small towns and the era that this took place in. Most folks and their families would be up doing daily chores. So being the, I guess, good, or would you consider her nosy? Whatever the case, Mary Peckham went to check on them. When they didn't answer the door, Mary called Ross Moore, the brother of Josiah Moore, the father of the family, and they together made their way into the home. It was there that they discovered the bodies of the two guests staying that night. They immediately called police, and the police discovered the remaining six members of the Moore family. Deceased, obviously. Now the investigation is where things get weird. Warning here, I'm about to discuss the deaths. 
This family had to be some of the deepest sleepers because all the family members had blunt force trauma to the head. All of them except for Josiah had been hit with the back end of an axe. Not to mention, maneuvering around an old home like this, there are creaks and pops, and everything makes noise. But not a single family member, aside from the mother of Sarah Moore, had any signs of defensive wounds or being awoken, and all of them were found sleeping in their beds, some of which were right next to each other. Some other notably weird things, all the mirrors had sheets or blankets draped over them, as well as the bodies had been covered up after the murder had taken place. And strangely, one of the weirdest facts is that a slab of bacon wrapped in a dish towel was found on the floor in the first two children's room. Now maybe this guy or gal had been having some regrets and couldn't bear to look at what they had done, or even look themselves in the face. Who's to say? But the grounds are said to be haunted to this day. While I am skeptical when they claim that the killer's presence is still there, mainly because the person was never caught and they didn't die in the home, so why would their spirit return? But I guess you could argue that there's a piece of their soul left behind if we're going with the Harry Potter Horcrux rules, but I digress. The reason they claim that the presence is still there haunting people is because a man with his elderly parents were visiting the shack. And according to the groundskeeper, the man, who intended on staying the night, had a large Bowie-style knife on his belt loop. We all know that kind of guy. But after a night at the place, the groundskeeper came back to find the man in a pool of his own blood with the knife buried into his chest. The man, barely surviving, claims to not remember anything except a weird presence before blacking out and waking up in a hospital bed. Am I skeptical? Absolutely. This man very easily could have been making a name for himself in some kind of weird way. But do I want to believe that it was possession? You bet. But I'm no expert. All I can tell you is that what occurred in that home in Villisca, Iowa was a tragedy. And the events surrounding it were truly... Weird. An awful segue. That terrible. was that was a terrible segue. But uh, it was uh, it was very interesting, and it's like I don't know. The story was very captivating because they're like, oh, the killer died. There, you know, his spirit haunts the house, and my, the whole point. I'm just like, why would he haunt the house? Like, I don't understand. I that, feel right? like, or her, so the, so the girl, the the family, or whatever. They had to be. They were. They had to be drugged, right? I don't know, dude. I don't. I, that's the thing. Is like, I guess, but then it's like this. Is such a small town. It's like who would know how to use like enough drugs to knock an entire just family Just because somebody out. lives in a small town doesn't mean that they're like <laughs> ill-informed. Got somebody running away from something in that town. It's like, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Maybe they're family. running away from a big city. But I think what's... <coughs> sorry. I think what's so interesting... Did you drink all the water? Just, I just... A little bit. I think what's so interesting is that it was just like <laughs> this one big murder that happened here, right? This one big like axe murder of the family. And as far as I know, like nothing else happened in that town. Not, there wasn't like a string of killings or anything like that. It was just like... This one instance where they were like, I'm going to murder a family real quick and then bounce. <laughs> so it's just so weird to me. It was like such a What, what year I, was this? It was like, uh, I don't remember the year. <laughs> I said it. I think it was like 1912 or something like that. I don't remember. It was in the 1900s. So. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. My only thought was like, okay, so this pe these people were murdered. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know it. I'm trying not to cough so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe okay. you shouldn't have drank all your water when I you got here. Half a cup left or a quarter of a cup left. Um. But yeah, my only thought was like when you sent it to me, I was like, eh. I was more focused on like how did because you're like these people must be deep sleepers. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think there's a there's a point to where like you you've been like knocked out into comatose, or there was a paranormal aspect to it, and this family was actually like an offering to some kind of malevolent spirit. I mean, maybe in the spirit of Halloween, Who's sure. This I didn't ask you how your Halloween was. It was pretty good. Uh, we were all sick. Or yeah. me and Quinn were pretty sick. He was definitely down for the count because, like, he he did he like took a few naps on Saturday. He never takes naps, and so. Yeah. Uh, but then Sunday he got to feeling a little bit better after we went to the doctor. Uh, so we went trick or treating a little bit at uh, one of Shelby's cousins' house. Him and his wife were having like hosted a little bit of like trick or treating and whatnot. So, she's from uh she's from Arkansas and hasn't ever went trick or treating. So it was very important to her to have trick or treaters. Wait, wait, wait. Her cousin's her cousin's wife lives in used to live or she's from arkansas and they okay. never did trick-or-treating in arkansas mainly because it was like where i came from where it's like the middle of nowhere and there was like, it a religious thing no it was just like there was nobody around dude it was like small town you know you get trick-or-treaters at like my parents house and it's kind of scary because i'm pretty sure they're gonna rob you because they did that one time at christmas yeah that's <laughs> the, those carolers turned out to be a little bit more than carolers speaking of christmas the big let's debate yeah let's do it let's debate it the big debate, I say debate in quotations because there's no argument to it, um, is that there are some, there's a certain sect of morons on Twitter. <laughs> That's harsh, but okay. That think Christmas starts on November 1st. They're false. 
I'll and have to give it to you, yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, okay, Thanksgiving is on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, and then you resume Christmas. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, it's still spooky. It's still yeah. spooky season. Halloween Halloween ends on the thirty first, but spooky season's not over. Spooky season. Christmas never technically end. doesn't start till winter starts, which is the day before the Christmas Eve. Oh shit, that's right. I was about to say we're in winter right now, but we're in fall. So. We're in fall. Well, it's actually like two I days. Would it's two say, days. To be if, fair, yeah, it's on twenty first. Asking me for my opinion. The twenty first. It's the winter equinox. I want people to be like, oh, it's it's not the twenty third. Yes, I know it's the twenty first. Okay. If you're asking for my opinion. I don't think anything kind of Christmas festivity starts until at least the day after Thanksgiving. I, I'm not even I that would harsh. Say, I would say wait until after, you know, I would because I, I don't like this encroachment on Thanksgiving where it's like, I understand what we did to the pilgrims was kind of like shitty and whatnot and how like, you know, cancel culture is trying to take over, you know, getting rid of Thanksgiving. I understand that completely, but Thanksgiving is still like coming together. It's not so much about what the pilgrims did anymore it's more about coming together as family and i think we can all agree that like we should have a holiday specifically for food i'm okay with that I, i'm i'm gluttonous 100%. i'm gluttonous man 100%. i love food uh i've been on record my whole life that i love thanksgiving but i don't this, like christmas this whole like because it's like christmas is already kind of a corporate holiday with mm -hmm. all the pushing but it's like it's slowly starting to get closer and closer to other holidays where it's thanksgiving's on the ropes dude you give Couple more years, it's no longer Thanksgiving. It's like pre-Christmas. You know, you go out. So it's not stupid. even. It's it's Black Friday shopping is what it is, and it's like Black Friday pretty much ruined it. Yeah, and it, it got really bad there before COVID hit, where it was like Black Friday was the night of Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, like, that's yeah. too much. You yeah. gotta let you like, gotta let it air. Oh, they're opening up at eight o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, eight p.m. instead of like you know midnight. You know, because at some point it's not. It's no longer a novelty kind of thing, man. and it's like. Black Friday was like I understand the getting great deals and stuff and like but are they a, really that great? Three a.m. Not really anymore. Just, is it is it worth fighting motherfuckers at three in the morning kind for two hundred dollars off the TV? Get going, playing some metal music, beating some kids for a Barbie doll. Hell yeah, it sounds sick as hell. But I think let Thanksgiving have its own holiday, and then we like Black Friday can start on Friday. It doesn't matter any time of day. In time of day, Friday midnight. Fine, cool. It's Friday. Yeah, but it's consumerism, man. It's oh, taken over because what happened was, okay, so they're starting at midnight, right? <coughs> or that's when the lines start. We're going to open early. We're open at 3 a.m. And it used to be a thing where like everybody, oh, we're going to, we're going to eat dinner and then we're going to go to bed and we're going to wake up early and we're going to go get coffee and we're going to go stand in yeah. line for three hours. Like, I, but then it was like, okay, so this company <clears throat> is opening up at three o'clock. Yeah. We're going to open up at two o'clock. Yeah. And, it's just like and then the people across this town are like, fuck you guys. We're going to open up at 1 o'clock. And then you've got fucking Walmart. It's like, joke's on you, motherfuckers. We're opening up at 10. You know what I got on the way over here? What? Black Friday deals start now from a Walmart push ad. Yeah. Right? A push notification on my phone. And it's the thing. It's like, the thing that, that pissed me off the most is that we're October 3rd or 4th going to Target looking for Halloween stuff. Already starting to clear it out and put Christmas stuff up. And I'm just like, guys, come on. So... <sighs> And I understand, I understand you don't want to get to the very end, like October 31st, November 1st rolls around, and now you've got all this stuff you're putting on clearance. But at the same time, it's like people aren't going to be out there shopping for, you know, Halloween shit a month in advance. Yeah, but they put out Halloween stuff at like the end of August now. That's fair. But it's like, but you also, on. there's also the supply chain issue too. Yeah, I guess. Where, you know, they just didn't send any more Halloween stuff. So they got to fill these fucking aisles full yeah. of shit. I guess we're on Christmas now. And you know, I've always kind of disliked Christmas for various reasons, whatever, but what the death nail for me for Christmas, what made me absolutely despise that holiday was working at Hobby Lobby. Fucking hated it. I could see that. Yeah. Because a little inside baseball, we used to get Christmas trees sent to the store in July. And then they start sending in shit in August, and they've already. And then they're sending in plan planograms. Sorry, Christmas in July, baby. Yeah, they're sending in planograms and shit, and you start setting it like during. You have four aisles of Halloween, three aisles of fall or Thanksgiving, and then your last two aisles are Christmas in October. Go to Hobby Lobby right now; they've got Christmas trees out. Oh, hundred percent. I was there the other day trying to find some stuff for like crafts and whatnot. And so, I fucking hated it, bro. Like it was. Yeah. nightmare and it's just like and again it's the you know take the it's it sounds weird but take the religious part out of christmas 
and it's it's just become I, I don't want to go over it again it's just it's all become all about the gifts and me 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 and like that's why i love thanksgiving because it's about it's what christmas is supposed to be Everybody getting family. together, getting, together, getting having, fat as fuck, eating some food, eating baby. some fucking delicious ass food. I will say that's the great thing about and Christmas. Taking and naps. Christmas and Thanksgiving being back to back. It's like two holidays where it's like load me up with food, baby. You yeah. Know? You but Christmas like, dinner, Christmas Eve dinner, Christmas dinner, the in-laws, you know, it's it's so all bouncing around eating food. It's yeah. so great. To go back to the point. So we put out Halloween decorations like October 2nd or 3rd. Yeah. I think after the the Cincinnati trip. Like, I was like, okay, let's put them out. Let's, let's go. Let's get them out. Let's get because the, yeah, let's get the you put all that work in, and which I understand, too. I'm not the person that's like, you can't put up you can't put up shit, your Christmas tree, until after Thanksgiving. I'm not that person. But I do think, like, maybe the weekend before Thanksgiving is when you start getting your stuff out. Because, again, that gives you a full month to enjoy it. I am the person that is like, okay, it's December 26th. Get your shit out. Like, let's go. Let's put it back Jeez, up. Let's fucking yeah. take it down. Okay, People, well. I'm looking at you. You know who you are. That leave your shit up till New Year's. You looking at me right you're, now? No, you're a oh, psychopath. Okay. And you're... Uh, I'll probably leave it up just because I don't feel like taking it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm just ready to get rid of it. And, like, luckily, Christina likes to get it up early. She, she was like... She was testing me the other day. She's like, so taking the Halloween stuff down and getting the Christmas stuff out? I was like, no, absolutely not. I, mean, I was like, excuse me, because I'm the one that's going to get it out. She's not going to get it out. So we've come well, to a bit. And I'm every it up to Christina, and one day you just come home and it's all put up. It's the one day you go to the office. There's a thing. Like, There's a thing. I I have told her. I was like, look, I'll get it out for you. I'll put it all up. But I'm not. I'm not decorating this house. I'm not decorating this tree <laughs> because you got to understand personality types. We know what works and what doesn't. I'm not going to sit here and put ornaments on a tree for her to come and do double work and then move them because then you're going to, okay, that's fair. Cause yeah. then it's going to piss me off because it's like, Oh, okay. Oh, so my not shit, good enough for you. Exactly. My placement's not good enough for you. So it's like fucking do it yourself. Right. Oh, that's fair. I give you that. And she would rather do it herself because it gets done the way she wants it. And I could give a that's fuck. How I feel like loading the dishwasher. It's like, Shelby hates the way I load the dishwasher. Christina because I am hates the way I load the dishwasher. I am very much like, I'm just going to put it in here however it fits. Well. It's going to get clean. I don't give a shit if it's organized. I'm yeah. sorry. I just don't. And it's like, I'm I'm fine. If you want to load it yourself, that's cool. Don't be upset at me the way I do it. This, this shit, I mean, granted, some stuff does not get washed properly. And we have to wash it again. I understand that. That's just a risk. I'm helping out around the house. I'm loading the dishwasher. You know, I'm trying my best here, okay? I don't have great organization skills to begin with. I... Christina's like, I don't know why you're so bad at this. It's like Tetris. And I'm like, but it's not. It's not at all like Tetris. It's not. I think that the poles fit just fine <laughs> up top, but apparently they do not. You know. Christina hates the way I do it, but also she hates it because I don't finagle and fit everything in. There'll be like two bowls left over, and I'm like, there's no room. And she'll be like, there fucking absolutely is room if you move this, 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 and this. And then, <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, well, look at that. And then it's yeah, it's just like oh, <laughs> he got it to fit. Good job. Good yeah, for you. Just walk away. <laughs> oh, but like man, you know she 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 likes decorating for Christmas, and that's fine. You know, and over over time, and we've been together almost eleven years. Over time, it has become a little bit earlier and earlier. Like it used to be, you know, the week after Thanksgiving, and then it was like the weekend after Thanksgiving, and then it was the day before Thanksgiving, and now it's the weekend before. So it's I like, think, yeah, you know. I think my dad's tradition was do always, whatever you want to. I'm not here to fucking gatekeep. Do whatever you will fucking want to. But well, like, like, I will not. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and let people just fucking disparage. Christmas sucks. I'm going out on a limb. Christmas sucks. <laughs> You know, you want to you want to celebrate it for two months? Go right ahead. I don't give a I shit. I enjoy the family aspect and getting to eat of Christmas. Now, I don't like the the entitlement and feeling like, oh, you have to give me this. Explain gift to me this, gift, but riddle me this, Batman. Why is it that I I find okay? I gotta I gotta tread carefully here. Okay, all right. I don't I don't personally like those blow up like blow up sex dolls. <laughs> those blow up yard ornaments thing oh, decorations okay. i don't i don't love them all right if you want to have them whatever but they're so fun i say all that because it's like i like halloween decorations like my neighbors you know they had like cool shit they fucking did their whole yard they up a and lot. like yeah. yeah like that's cool but like if someone did that for christmas i'm just that's like you, that's so that's, that's, <laughs> what is the term for that where it's like it's i'm not double standardy but it's like 
uh, contrary, yeah. I think it's hi- contrary or hypocritical. But it's, it's like, oh, it's okay for if it's Halloween. Now listen, you put a you put a Christmas display up like I, that. Okay, I enjoy. We we did a Halloween decoration. Yeah. Ours is pretty simple and modest. Whatever. I do not do outdoor lights. I do not decorate they're out. Hard, dude. I, I don't like them. I think they're extremely tacky. I do. I think they're tacky, and I think it stems from again, in my childhood, I was you know lived in a trailer park and I had to fucking put these things up here and it was just so much light displays at a, at a trailer park. it was just so goddamn aggravating and so much unnecessary work and the way it worked too is like my dad would wait till like six or seven days before Christmas to put all this shit out and so then it's just like what's the point yeah you gotta take it down and literally two oh minutes. my god yeah. And like, and that's the thing. So like, we we do our you know our inside Christmas decorations look great. Christina does a fantastic job, but we're both kind of in the same mindset. It's like outside lights, not so much. Now I think some of the icicle lights can look good, and like, oh man, I love the LED. You light. can be. Oh. I think it's because you can be tackier at Halloween than you can at Christmas. Like you, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm trying not to. You dude. get you can get away with being tacky, have tacky Halloween decorations more All than right. you can be. On Christmas, because like I'm gonna judge the shit out of your Christmas decorations more than I'm gonna judge the shit out of your Halloween decorations. So you're so hypocritical. Just because like, because like you've got to know if it looks bad. I will say here's my contrarian statement. Okay, you know you get one about Christmas, I get one about Christmas as well. Uh, I think it's a hot take. It's a hot take. Okay, the projector lights. You don't like them. Tacky as shit. You talk about tacky decorations. That's the laziest form of decorating you get. They're great in Halloween. Granted, Shelby's grandmother uses one, <laughs> and I understand because it's like it's it's great for people who can't you know put up the lights or whatever. But it's like if you got the whole neighborhood doing it, it's just it strikes me as very lazy. But it's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's Halloween. I don't mind it because people have ghosts and shit. And it's yeah. like oh yeah, it's cool. You said that house uh, where it's like. I was watching ridiculous displays. I don't know what it was on, if it was on uh, like a TikTok or if it was on the news, but it was like the guys, the guy, the one of the guys had like a whole like arms and stuff that went in like a you put them down into the fucking tree grinder or whatever mm-hmm. thing, and it was like shooting out a fountain of blood and shit. They got dope. dead bodies laying everywhere. That's, dope. They got That's some Mortal Kombat shit like, right there. It's like it was very brutal, and I was like, and there's people calling the cops on them and stuff because like they think it's real body parts, and it's like very fuddy duddy kind of people. But that's intense. I don't know what the point of that was, but it was very intense. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I want to see a Christmas display like that. The same kind of display, but for Christmas. And it's you Santa said Claus. you wanted to get the lights that are like orchestrated to like music. Oh hell yeah, dude! I want that so bad. The one, especially because there was a house uh, down by Shelby's grandfather's where that would always do it. They would have it sync to like a radio station, Ugh. and it would like dance and the lights go in there. I love light displays though. So I, yeah, I know so you need to like go to like Pink Floyd's the wall like light show. I want to go to a light show for sure. I can't. It's like you've never done anything here in your life. <laughs> I've been places. No, I've you haven't. You've not. I have been places. Yeah. You haven't. Nor have you done yeah, things. You haven't asked me, but I've been places. Oh, like where? <laughs> I've been places. You've been to like three states: North Carolina. Florida and South Carolina, <laughs> Texas, Georgia. I've been to Georgia, Tennessee. Too, yeah. So there you go. I've been all the South states. Yeah, yeah. The South states. The South. The, the South. The, all I've I've done the tour of the South. Yeah, they all look the same. Uh, speaking of Christmas toy drive, <laughs> toy send, drive, baby. Send, send in your toys. Send in your toys. Get We've them in early. Thousands of submissions. We've gotten zero. <laughs> Including myself. You have thousands of submissions. I'm going. I'm going to get like, mine. Oh, I need to get on the trend too. I'm, I'm going in this weekend. You got to create the fake trend that fake people oh, yeah, jump yeah. into. It. I have an entire uh, hang airport hanger. Yeah, we've got it rented out. We've already gotten uh, P Diddy. He's sending a couple million toys. I don't th- who uh, Mariah Carey. She's sending another couple. Yo, million. that song sucks. By the way. Yeah, I don't. All I want particularly is- enjoy that one. Uh, it's so. I already saw. It's like back in the top. Uh, it's just like, please. Stop. I watched another TikTok. Where it was I'm like, sure you did. It was an animated movie where it's like she was on top of the house singing, and then like the, all the family was freaking out. Like, and dad was like, "Give me the shotgun." And it was a it was a great TikTok. It was yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. okay. Great story. It was good. Cool story, bro. I'm great at this. <laughs> I'm so good at podcasting, <laughs> coughing, telling great stories. I have wonderful we, segues. We didn't talk about it last week because I spent you know an inordinate amount of time. We talked about two things. Bitching <laughs> <laughs> and complaining about a movie trailer. Um. Alec Baldwin, that shit was Good wild, Lord, right, dude? I hundred percent understand the conspiracy theories thrown into that. Yeah. It's like 
it's again, it's like whenever you have a situation where there is unknowns, there's all these variables and it's obviously a person who is of pretty high uh, status and whatnot in the in the the movie realm and he wasn't liked by a certain person. And so uh, I, I it's just this we, there's, no re- there's no reason to beat around the bus. Bush, bus, 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 this, bus. Speaking of the person that didn't like him, the way he talked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Donald Obviously, Trump and Donald Alec Trump Baldwin, like, they did not like each other. It's just the perfect environment for like this conspiracy theory and like the mystery behind it. Cause it's, it, as more stuff comes out about it, it just more and more looks like a real life conspiracy unfolding in front of you where it's like the one point was there was three different people who checked the gun. The gun was apparently locked in a lockbox after being checked and nobody touched the gun, but somehow there was a, a live round in it. And it's, but, and it's so weird that it's all again, like it's like the, uh, the recent case with the girl that was killed by her boyfriend. I forgot the name of it already where Gabby. it's, where it's Gabby Petito. Yeah. It was like, it's this tragedy that is surrounded by like, ultimately like a woman lost her life and another guy got injured, but it's, captivating because it's like the whole mystery behind it and so it's just it's obviously very sad but at the same time it's like the hell is going on and there's safety protocols that apparently were just not followed 500 rounds of like live as well as fake ammunition were found there and it's like my thing is why do you need live ammunition on the set because uh, I mean you don't but I think for like (laughs) when there are scenes where you are not shooting like when you're not directly pointing the gun yeah. at somebody they it's like they use real live ammo but the fake ammo is using a blank but it's still i've heard that it doesn't have the same effect correct uh, but at the same time it's like i feel like those scenes where you're firing live ammunition should be very different i i'm just very not, i'm very no. curious to how the world would have reacted back in like 96 when there was no social media or whenever it was when brandon lee was shot on this, the as on the set of the crow. That's the thing is like it becomes part of the lore now, or it's like, and they uh, still lost and like because you asked me, or, like, do, they, yeah, they do they make the movie? And I'm like, they'll fucking continue. They're probably already making it right now I because just, it's so literally weird, the main bro. character Brandon dies, the crow yeah, dies, and thing. they still made the movie. They still finished it. That's so, the thing about the Alec Baldwin thing is like the movie itself is about a rancher that was accidentally killed yeah. by some other piece with a gunshot or whatever. Yeah. And it's like. It's I mean Heath Ledger died thing. and he was filming that uh something there, there was some movie that he did and they basically halted production. <laughs> I mean he and you know he died from an overdose, right? Yeah. So it's not the same exact scenario, but like actors and actresses die all the time in mid production and they just either recast or like it's so dark, dude. But it's like But it's like you've already invested that you've invested millions of dollars, <sighs> you know, and it's just like at what point is that gross? At what point do you just like just because like my whole thing about it is because I, I maybe it's because I just have no attachment to this project whatsoever. Where it's like, you know, oh yeah, just whatever, just cancel it. It's also not my money that I've invested into yeah. it. So like, you, you understand? <laughs> I see. It's like, well, somebody got killed in the set. You yeah, but lost, you know, you, you wasted all that money. Good job. But, okay, like, so but at what point do you draw the line? Because stunt men and stunt women die all the. I don't say all the time, but they get hurt and injured and they die and they still. They signed the waiver. And, well, I mean, this is like they put it, you know, you know, special thanks, you yeah. know, this film is dedicated to so-and-so. And it's just like, okay. But, like, at, at what point do you draw the line? Like, yeah. what, is, is Alec Baldwin more important than the the, the the producer or the stunt coordinator or whatever? Like, no. But. I don't, I, that, the, from what I understand is, like, he's been pretty shook up by the whole thing. Sure. Like, you know, he killed somebody, obviously. But yeah. it, it's like. As an actor, that's gonna you, fuck does, you is, up. Is it like, th- does the show go on? Like, or is he pretty much done with? Like, okay, I'm out. Uh, I'm out, guys. I'm out. Let's go. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, what do you do? You know, just throw your hands. You just like throw your hands. Again, it, you're dealing with money that's not mine for a movie. I don't give a shit about. Like, I mean, yeah. it sucks for the for the lady that died because you know she had kids and a family and stuff. Yeah, that sucks. That's such but, a tragedy. You know, but social media then amplifies everything, like you said, because all I've heard about, like, I've kind of just stayed away from the story other than, like, I saw, like, the initial, like, okay, here's what happened, you know. <laughs> I'm popping as far away from the mic as I can, okay? <laughs> Thought about getting up and leaving the room for a second. <laughs> just leaving. Um, but, like, I've just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where when t- TikTok gets a hold of it and it's, like, every everyone thinks they're a goddamn sleuth. Yeah. And it's, like, you're not. No. 
I don't understand. You're just like looking to fill the time and do all these things and whatever. But it's I just, think it's more like you're looking for your 15 seconds of fame. Sure. Well, I know there's a 2020 on Hulu about Gabby already, and I'm like, already? And it talks about how social media helped find it. Yeah. Find the killer and stuff. And it's just there's like. There's that uh, not Netflix documentary about uh, cats or something like that. It's something. It's some kid on, on Facebook Live or whatever was like killing a bunch of cats, apparently. And, and it was. What? It, it was a whole documentary. Dude. Uh, don't. I think the documentary was like, don't fuck with cats, I think is what it's called. But it's about how. People like the cops weren't taking it seriously at all because obviously it's like, uh, granted, right. it's still taking like animals' lives or whatever. But they were like, eh, "Fuck it, you know, the kids stupid and crazy or whatever. We can't find them. We don't have the resource to track them down." So it was literally this like just team of internet people who were like tracking down where this kid was, and they basically went to the cops and like, "Here's all the information about him." And then they went and I think they arrested him or something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch the documentary because <laughs> it was like apparently it was pretty brutal as far yeah. as showing what the kid did. And Ugh, fuck. People I fucked it. Yeah, people are fucked up. That reminds me, like, there was a, you know, I feel like every high school has that kid that is rumored to have fucked a cat. Did you all have one? <laughs> I don't know if we had. This is probably the last podcast where they said the same thing, where it's like, yeah, I feel like that is a story that's, that's there, that somebody, somebody effed a cat, or yeah, uh, you got... Uh, there was the story that we had was that there was a girl who was like smearing herself in peanut butter and like you know letting the dog do whatever it wanted to do. Word. That was the story that went around. <laughs> there was the story about like an eighth grader being pregnant, which I'm pretty sure was a true story. But well, yeah, I man, that happens all the time. Oh man! But there was always like I think his name was Willie, and it was like yeah, Willie fucked a cat one time, and so yeah. he, it's like <laughs> he's an ostrich fucker. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. So you know, imagine you you're out. Fucking gallivanting around, yeah, on a nice little walk, but prancing around, having with a you, gallivantly with time with your dog, and then you just like drop dead. I don't like that, <laughs> or maybe I do like that because it's like at least I didn't suffer. So, but there's a loud explosion, right? And come to find out, you've been killed by space, dude. As intense. in a meteor, right, has broken off the meteor and somehow found its way to you. Hits you in the head and kills you. That's just is that a odd, is that man. a good way to go? One hundred percent because I didn't see it coming and I'm just like out. I mean, How fast do you think that thing's going? Because apparently this happened, right? This happened in British Columbia, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that the woman died. So from what I understand, is like she was Ruth Hamilton her, of British Columbia yeah. awoke to her dog barking, only to be blasted in the face with debris. Yes, I'm gonna blast you. Blast, blast yeah. Uh, while on the phone with nine one one, she moved some pillows around to discover that a rock a few inches discover a rock a few inches from where she was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the loud explosions was a meteorite crashing through her ceiling, and a Western University professor in Ontario has confirmed that it was a meteorite, but the exact origins are unknown. It's like so intense, right? You just right. wake up middle of the night. I don't know the like, odds. You were you were talking about you know being awoken by your your alarm and like how startling that is or whatever. I imagine like just an explosion. Your dog's barking, there's an explosion, you got debris all over your face and it's like I don't know what the hell's going on and you're calling 911 and it's a meteorite. But the odds that it got all the way here as much, as often as like meteorites they burn never, up in the atmosphere. Not never, but they I mean there's you know there's meteorites and meteors all the time. Yeah. And oh my god! I love the videos of like meteorites and stuff exploding in the middle at midair. Yeah, and there's uh the one story about the like town somewhere in Russia, obviously, where it's like there's just so much weird shit. A mile above the earth, the, the you know the earth's surface, and like decimated an entire forest. Basically, yeah. it's like one big rock, we're dead. One big <laughs> oh, rock, we're all 100%, dead. Oh, hundred percent, bro. You don't even need a rock. Like <sighs> it doesn't even really need to be that big to just completely. You know how terrifying. Like Armageddon, or there was a movie. Like, what was yeah. the movie where Armageddon. it was like, uh, there was one where a meteorite actually hit the earth, and it was like just the last few, like the 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 last few shots of the movie were just people coming to terms with like dying or whatever. And I was just like, I was like 15, and I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm terrified. That man. that's so scary. That's to me. the thing too. Like when you get into that sort of idea and that sort of like hypothetical of. The inevitability, but you can see the inevitability. Yeah. It's just like, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a meteor that hits the earth in approximately 24 minutes. So scary. It is going to completely wipe out and devastate the entire human civilization. you got 24 minutes. My, of course, there's going to be a bunch of people. It's like, nah, 
Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's nah, like, bro. Like, that's the thing. It's like it's my, fucking liberal media bullshit. There ain't no goddamn meteorite. And you get to like the last like minute or two, like because but thing you'd that, be able to see it. This thing, that's the thing. It's like this thing that struck <laughs> me the most was like this. There was this daughter and her and her dad. They were elderly. Like, like the daughter was like forty or something. And the, the guy was like <laughs> the guy was like uh, sixty or something. Like that and they were on the beach coast and they could see the tidal wave coming for them. I'm just like, this is like, what do you do? You, yeah. got, you got literally like seconds to live, and it's like, am I gonna be in pain? Whatever this cool, like wave crashes down on top of me, like what? And just, oh, do man. you do you try at that point? Do you, what do you do? I, I don't. I, I fall into a puddle. I just hope I pass out. I don't know. I wake up dead. I don't know. Well, like if you you hear it on the news and you're at your house, I got 24 minutes to live. Yeah. I fucking don't know, man. I don't know. I just I live. I don't know. I I this I don't you're, know. I mean, I shut down. I just I mentally shut down. I'm you're, like, you're with Shelby and your kids, and it's just like you're God. Just, that's so sad. Don't even get me started. I'm start <laughs> fucking balling at the end of the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's, but it's true. It's like I've I've had like not breakdowns, but I've had like moments where I've teared up thinking about that. Yeah. Where it's like the inevitability of it all. Yeah. What do I do? I, I guess I huddle around my family, and like years later, people discover me in the, the ashes, and like I'm a sad story they tell in like some history. Yeah, but what class. if everybody's dead? Do you think that I mean it would have to be, man, just like the thought of it hitting and just like the, you know, the tidal wave of debris. Like the we live pretty close to the East Coast, and considering like a three hundred yeah, five. Yeah, mile just imagine what wave. happens if it hits fucking Oak Ridge. Yeah. That was always the thing growing up here is like a nuclear bomb hits Oak Ridge. Or no, well, nu- Oak Ridge still, is a nuclear bomb. Like yeah. all the nuclear shit that we goes on there. We can't make it. We don't. We can't beat the radius. So yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> what what a, what a, what a depressing like thing to talk about though. But I mean, it's it is things that kind of pop into your head when you're just like that was the shit that was scary. To that's me not shit you yeah. think about in your fucking early twenties. Yeah, you're wired not to. <laughs> you're just sure, like just, you're wired to like fuck and <laughs> eat. Sleep, fuck, yeah. Poop, 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 poop. 